0: to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 473 of my podcast, the Home of Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale. Got your terrific show lined up for you today with lots of stuff to talk about. Before we get into what's on this episode of the show, I did want to make a mention of my last special I did over the weekend, my GDC special. A big thanks goes again out to... Christian and Brad for taking time out of their busy schedule at GDC to talk with me uh, about the the gaming industry. It's always great to hear from game developers, and I appreciate them taking time out of their conference to talk to me. What's on today's show, I'm going to start things off with yet another CGI iteration of the beloved Chipmunks. It's Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Road Chip, or Alvin and the Chipmunks 4, on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Fox Home Video. Then we go from the, the road chip and chipmunks to, to competing fathers with the brand new release courtesy of Paramount Home Video. It's Daddy's Home starring Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg where it's dad versus stepdad. Then we go from battling fathers to uh, battling galaxy far, far away. With the DVD review of Lego Star Wars Droid Tales, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video, where we get the Star Wars saga told through Legos. Then we go from the, the galaxy far, far away to a time in the past in U.S. history for another season of Turn, Washington Spies on DVD, Season 2, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. That's on this episode of Ramble with Russell. So I'm going to take a little musical interlude and ride right up with the first review of the show. The first movie review for this episode is Alvin and the Chipmunks' The Road Chip courtesy of Fox Home Entertainment. Now this is the fourth in the Alvin and Chipmunks CGI version. Of course the first one came out in 2007. Then we had the the sequel in 2009, then Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked in 2011 which I have reviewed on this very show. And then last year of course was the uh the road chip, so this is the fourth iteration of these c g i chipmunks and and once again the Alvin Simon and Theodore are are up to their their necks in mischief mischief now this is a it is interesting premise for this one if you're a big fan of the chipettes well sorry uh you're you're not going to get a lot of them in this particular movie they're at the beginning of the movie and then they're at the end of the movie. But for the most part, they're kind of written out of the story uh, as they are judges on American Idol. Of course, American Idol, because it's a Fox show. So they're kind of in and, in and done, really. You don't see much of the Chipettes. Jason Lee, of course, is back as Dave, the long-standing father-slash-guardian of, of, of these three little and talking rodents. Now at the start of this movie, and uh, Justin Long is the voice of Albin. Matthew Gray uh, gubbler is the voice of Simon. Jesse Mac- McCartney is the voice of Theodore, and then for um, for for uh, Brittany, it's Christina Applegate, which amazes me that it's her. You don't really clue, put those two together. Kaylee Kuko is Eleanor, and Anna Ferris is Jeanette. Although it's amazing how you don't pick up their their non chipmunk voices. The plot in this movie is relatively simple. Dave has a new love interest, and along with the new love interest is a son Miles played by Josh Green. And and so Dave has a new love interest and he's and he's also uh, managing a new talent called Ashley. Uh, a, a new pop singer. So his 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 attention is kind of been taken away from the Chipmunks. He's still trying to be a provider for these little furry rodents. But but his ten his focus is kind of shifted away from them, so so um, so it, it happens at the start of this movie. Dave has to go to Miami to to um, to help with Ashley's recording, and he you know he says okay he leaves the chipmunks behind by themselves at home, thinking yeah that'll be fine. Now uh, at the start of this movie, Miles and the chipmunks don't get along. They are clearly not pals and and it's very much as with these typically with these movies that that that, you know that um that you start off as enemies and then you become friends, sort of thing. Slight spoiler here, but that's kinda how it happens. So so Miles gets left with the chipmunks because Dave and and the new girl, his his love interest Kind of head out to Miami to to kind of pal out, and him to do his thing with Ashley, and the chipmunks get a sense that maybe Dave has a ring and he's going to propose to this new girl, and and that's going to just mess up both theirs and Miles's lives. So and, uh, and Samantha, his, his love interest, is played by Kimberly Williams-Paisley. So so they. So they decide to take it on themselves, uh, these the shipmunks and Miles, to head on a road trip to to um, to to Miami and, and try to stop this wedding from happening. Because they feel if if they if they do this, it's gonna ruin their lives. Because they're kids. And that's what they think. So that's the premise of the movie. Along the way, they 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 run afoul of a, a air marshal played uh, Agent Scuggs. Nice name, uh, played by Tony Hale, and of course we, we we have seen him in Veep, and he is great in Veep, and he plays a really kind of stereotypical child's villain. He the he runs the chipmunks kind of run the wrong side of him, and it's revealed that he has a past history with them. So 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 he suddenly s- starts tracking down these chipmunks, and you kind of have to suspend some disbelief here and thinking, well. If he really is working, wouldn't they wonder why he's gone off on some road trip just to chase some chipmunks? But you let that go. So he's constantly chasing them throughout. As with all chipmunk movies, there are lots of songs. They go Ico, Ico, Um, I-O. There's a lot of songs in this movie. So... And and it, it's 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 kind of a uh, a mix of uh, more mo- modern and a little bit of classic stuff in it. So it, it's very catchy. Although some of the songs, I don't know, and maybe I'm just getting an old fuddy duddy. But I I think some of these songs are not completely maybe little kid appropriate. I don't know if you want some of your kids singing some of the songs in this thing. Also, there there's a guy in in this in this um in this movie called, I believe his name is Red Flow, something like that. Apparently he's famous and he does this song called The Juicy Wiggle. And that is not again one of these really not appropriate maybe for little kids to be singing stuff. But but it's there and and he plays a part in this. So it, it very much is that them going and singing. There, there is an overall message of um, fatherhood to a certain degree. Does it have the charm of the previous ones? Yeah, in in a way. Um, do you have to have seen the 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 previous movies to get this movie? I uh, you know, not really. All you have to do is um. Just kind of jump into it. They don't really go over why the chipmunks suddenly are not as famous as they used to be, and 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 this movie had had the unfortunate uh, coincidence uh, being released the same day as a new Star Wars movie, and 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 that was really not even not the best timing <laughs> with that up against. So that's probably why it didn't so do so well. Um. It, it, it's 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 a it's a cute movie. Uh my only argue about a big kids movie is some of the song lyrics maybe are not the most appropriate for a young child to be singing. Tony Hale is, is funny in this, and and Jason Long is as good as the ever suffering album. Although I said if you're a Chipettes fan, you're gonna get gonna left out in in this movie. Ah, uh, for extras, they put a lot of extras on the single disc release. Now for the extras. If you're a fan of 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 the songs that that they sing in this series of movies, well, this is probably the release for you because what they've done uh, as uh, as as a Blu-ray kind of exclusive, I do believe, is they have the ultimate playlist. This is all the best songs from all four Chipmunks movies. So they have put them all together so you can you can watch you know all the songs from all four movies. So it's like a big jukebox thing. And there also is a way that you can also see some of the songs as and sing them karaoke, because the lyrics come up with a bouncing ball. They also give you a, a good summarization of Alma the Chipmunks' story so far. So, like I said, you don't have to have watched all three movies before. You can watch this little featurette, whammo, gets you caught up and all about what's happened previously. And you don't have to watch the other movies. What's notable about this one, too, as well, is the character of Ian, this sleazy first manager they had really doesn't have any role in this fourth iteration. He, you know, he had some kind of role in each of the previous three, but this one, no, he get, totally gets left out of the whole thing. So, and in a way, kind of Scuggs kind of takes over that role, especially with him also being bald-ish. So, <laughs> a little bit of casting there. Uh, so you have that. You have um the the, the a big featurette on, on the finale that they did where the chipmunks actually premiere a brand new song. And not a song of a cover of another artist, a brand new song. And it, it's kinda catchy in, in a very chipmunky way. So that that's cool. You get some original content from a chipmunk movie. Uh you, you get um you, you get uh our furry planet. This is a cute <laughs> Featurette where it talks about it's like uh, a nature one where it talks about the the species of the chipunks, uh, Alvinisms which is just the uh, just different little clips of Alvin. They get two featurettes on Georgia. This is yet another TV, sh- another movie, another production that's filmed in Georgia. Georgia in the states is becoming a hotbed of TV and movie production. This is no shortage because they can make Georgia apparently look like anything. And they have... Now my, one thing with this is they kind of doubled down on the featurettes with the Georgia. There's two featurettes in, on Georgia, and yet the one content of one is also in the other one. So really, all they needed was one of these and, and not two. I don't know why they doubled up like that. I can, I can... See that maybe they were originally kind of web stuff, and they did one first, and they did the extended one later. But in the home video release, why didn't you just put the one extended one and leave the other one off? You didn't really have to put that in this at all. A little, a little bit of repetition there, and I think that's kind of wasted. There is no commentary, unfortunately. There, there, there are there are some great, you know, small little featurettes just on certain key scenes and stuff like that. But, but, but there's no real extensive behind-the-scenes stuff. So if you're lucky in like, oh, how do they get the CGI chipmunks to work in there in these scenes, and how do they get them to work with the actors and all that kind of stuff? No. I, I think for kids, they're trying to keep the, the, you know, the the, the the, the, vision up that these are actually real and, and you know, and that, that they're not computer-generated characters. So trying to keep that illusion up, which is the, the impression I get. But as a tech guy, I would have loved to have seen how they pulled some of these effects off. Uh, in general, I think, and you can really see this when you see the clips of the chipmunks, in, especially the first movie, they've really come a long way in the CGI design. They really look good, and, and, and as, as good as computerized um, uh, ones are going to get. Also, besides, I did want to mention another thing before I finish this review. Besides lyrics and some of the songs being questionable, some of the humor, theres a, I have to tell you, like with the previous Chipmunk movies, there's a little bit of toilet humor mixed in with, in this movie. So if you find that offensive, yeah, go ahead, then be, be forewarned. There's at least a couple of instances of it you're going like, all right, you're going for that kind of joke. And that's, I guess, just this the way they want to go with it. So that is my take of Alvin and the Chipmunks 4, or Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Fox Home Video.
1: Trailer for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pet. I ain't got no cigarettes. i two hours of pushing broom. By the 8 by 12 four-bedroom, room. i man of means, by no means. King of the road. Third boxcar in that train. Destination, Bangor Mae. Old worn out suit and shoes. I don't pay no union dues. I smoke old stories that I have found. They are short but not too big around. I'm a man of means by no means. King of the road. I know every engineer and every train. Well, all of the children and all of the names And every hand down in every town And every lock that ain't locked When I come around I sing Trailer for sale or rent rooms still at fifty cents No phone, no pool, no pet Oh, I don't smoke, no cigarettes I smoke Old stogies that I have found They are short but not too big around I'm a man of means by no means A king of the road Trailer for sale or rent Rooms are 50 cents No phone, no pool, no pets Oh, I hate those cigarettes I smoke. Oh, so easy that I have found they are short but not too big around. I'm a
0: man of means by no means. King of the road. My second Blu ray movie on DVD review for this episode is Daddy's Home. Courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, this stars Will Farrow and well, Mark Wahlberg. Now, in this one, Will plays Brad, uh, uh, you know, a uh, stand-up kind of guy who had recently married uh, uh, married somebody with with two kids, and he's really trying to be a good stepdad. It really is hard not to like. Brad in this particular movie. He plays, yeah, Brad, Brad Whitaker. And now he's married to Sarah, played by Linda Cardellini. And they have two cute little kids. Well, cute on the, on the, um, on the surface side. Uh, Dylan, played by Owen Vaccaro, and Megan, played by Scarlett Estevez. and So he, he's really trying to fit in with this family. They've only been married a few months. And he's having a real trouble getting the kids to accept him. Like the little girl draws family pictures with him, either dead or being, you know, mortally wounded. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and and this isn't seems to be much better with the son either. And these are these are young kids. Both the kids are maybe six or seven, eight at the most. Not not that old really. So so you have that going. And, and you know, he's just starting to make headway with these kids. He's, you know, just feels like he's, you know, the, the daughter asks him to a, a father-daughter dance and 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 the boy comes to him because uh, fourth graders are picking on him. So he's just starting to make some headway with these kids when who walks in back into the lives is the character of Dusty Maton, played by Mark Wahlberg. And for all the kind of Buttoned-down calmness of Brad, Dusty. Well, he's 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 the rebel without a cause. So you have these two kind of separate guys, and, and and Dusty in this is a real douche. He he comes in, and you can clearly tell that he wants his family back. He's he somehow finally heard that Sarah has remarried, and being the jealous douchebag that he is, he wants to come back and kind of break that up. And 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 you know get with his ex-wife again. So that that's kind of his motive, and he 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 plays it in such a, a sneaky way. And here's Brad, who who's just trying to play be the nice guy, and and really kind of getting taken advantage of. So that's what this movie is about: is these two competing to who to be who's the best dad. And and Will and the Will Farretter character kind of established this. You know, there's a difference between a father and a dad. Anybody can be a father, but to be a dad, you kinda of have to put in that extra effort. So so Brad comes in, so, um, Dusty comes in and and he really oh, shakes things up. I mean he, he gets them a dog that he called tumor and it's this mangy kind of animal. So, so it, the whole movie is them trying to compete for the affection of these kids, and <laughs> some of the stuff is just crazy. Now, one of the things that that's kind of a, uh, kind of unfortunate with this movie, and, and it starts off, you know, like, oh, okay, is is the language in this movie? This is another classic example of just because a movie has kids in it, doesn't mean that it's totally kids appropriate. Now. Keep in mind, this is Will Ferrell. He he has been known to kind of push the boundaries of things that he does, and and there's one line that the character of, of Megan says at the start, or Megan at the start of this movie, that just makes you want to cringe. I told my wife this, and she went, "Wow, I, I really don't want to see this movie." Then, at, at one point, so 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 uh, Megan asks asks. Ask, um Brad to come to the father daughter dance, and Brad's really taken aback by this because this is, you know, a big thing to him, and he starts to cry, and 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 he, and he's going, and he, he's crying, and he apologizes for crying, and then the daughter says a line like, "Oh, that's okay, mom. I don't mind if he cries. You know, he, you know, he's, he's crying like a little bitch, or makes me his, makes him my my little bitch, or something. Some really inappropriate." language from a child that young and and it's like well what did I just hear a young kid just say that in this movie and so that that's right off the start of the movie you're going oh, okay and then later on there's also some language and at one point in this movie one kid punches another kid and then kicks the other kid in the crotch I'm not joking about this it happens and so, I don't know, um, the, you know, uh, keep that in mind. I mean, I said, I told my other half about this, and she was really, uh, you know, put off by it. You know, she likes seeing kids in movies, but not when they're acting really inappropriate. So, so I'll warn you, it's Will Ferrell, and, and it doesn't surprise me, but... You know, it's it's really inappropriate. I mean, there's other lines that could have been said. I know it's done for a shock value, and that is the shock humor. But I don't know. It just kind of left it in kind of like a nasty taste to start the movie. The rest of the movie isn't too bad. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's a real, you know, uh, 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 pfft, at a certain point in the movie, Wahlberg's character does, he realizes that, you know, being a parent is just more than coming back and spoiling kids and just showing up and spending money, and 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 that really comes into play. You also have the uh, the character of Griff, played by Hannibal Burris. He he is uh, <laughs> he kind of gets roped into the um, the craziness which ensues. There, there's one stunt involving a motorcycle. And um and and Will Ferrell's character and it's crazy. I they didn't put a featurette and how that was done, and I would have liked to have seen how that was done because that was just a really crazy uh, thing. There, I also let's give uh, credit here to Thomas Hayden Church. He plays Leo Holt, the boss of uh, Brad's. A uh, Brad, a uh, a uh, uh, boss of Brad, Will Ferrell's character, and he's really funny in, in this. He's he's aged quite considerably, but I'll always remember him, of course, as Lowell from Wings. But but he's really good in this movie, and and he kind of makes it a better movie in a lot of ways. Overall, yeah, it, it is uh, an interesting premise, and and and, and for, for anything, there's a part near the end where you get a a, a cameo appearance by a WWE superstar which is really funny. <laughs> it's just it's short. He says one word, but it it's still very funny and and it was like, "Oh, look at that. Look at it. he's in this movie." And 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 that if you're a WWE fan, you'll you'll get a kick out of that. Overall, uh, you know, um it is what it is. If they do a sequel to this movie, then they should kind of pick up where they last left it and have Wahlberg try to compete against this WWE superstar, because <laughs> that that would be funny. I, I I would like to see that. If you're a fan of both of these guys, it, it it's it's okay. I mean, um, Wahlberg plays a really good douche. Of course, he was a good douche in, in Pain and Gain. There's also one scene in this in this movie where they're at a basketball game. Which I actually I remember that scene involving a cheerleader where it really went viral. <laughs> what happened? And it was great. At least they did a behind the scenes of that, and I got to see how they pulled off that particular stunt. Because I remember that the, w- it was filmed, and it when I went on YouTube, and I'm like, "Wow, that really just happened!" But how they arranged it was quite neat, and I'm glad they at least included that featurette. In this one, there is no audio commentary in this at all, which is really a shame. There are lots of short featurettes on, on the kids, on, on on the actual production, but no like big making of. And again, I th- no commentary. I would have been funny to hear commentary by Farrell since and Wahlberg together since they um, since Farrell kind of helped produce this movie. So that is my take of Daddy's Home on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment.
1: Papa, I know you're going to be
0: upset
1: Because I was always your little girl But you should know by now I'm not a baby You always taught me right from wrong I need your help, Daddy Thank
0: My TV show on DVD review for this episode is Lego Star Wars Droid Tales, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Entertainment. Now, this is yet another Lego Star Wars video. They seem to be doing a lot of these, and it seems to vary which studio does them, because I've seen them done by Fox as well, too. This time around, Disney takes the reins as we get a very interesting perspective on the Star Wars saga. The, the, the five-episode series starts off where we're just right at the, the end scene of Return of the Jedi. All the heroes are gathered around on Endor and they're celebrating. And, and this causes C-3PO to start reminiscing about the Star Wars saga, starting off with Phantom Menace. And as he's reminiscing, R2-D2 gets kidnapped, gets stolen away, and then it, it, it's 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 C3PO and Akbar, to a certain extent have to race off and try to recover R2, and while they're on that trip, C3PO starts just you know uh, starts continuing the story of the Star Wars saga, going into um, Attack of the Clone uh, the, the Attack of the Clones and then Revenge of 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 the Sith. So you have you have all that so you have the three prequels and then he goes into New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and then catches himself up to Return of the Jedi all while he's pr- trying to recover R2. So you essentially have the the Star Wars saga retold via the viewpoint of C-3PO and the droids. No, this is And you're thinking, droids, is it like that old 1980s animated show? No, no, (laughs) it's not, because this is all CGI. So, look for that somewhere else. So, that's the perspective that you get here. Now, keep in mind that they have to summarize six movies in five episodes, only 22 minutes each. So, so these are very quick, this is like the high points of each of the movies... Uh, with the typical kind of Lego humor thrown in there. Anthony Daniels reprises his role as C-3PO. I don't know anybody else is ever going to do this role when if he passes away. And, and Billy Dee Williams comes back as Lando Calrissian. Other than that, that are the only original voices you hear back from any of the previous movies. Just those two kind of reprise their role. Now, for Star Wars purists, if you're a real... Star Wars purist, and you're going, hey, they they retold the story and they changed this and they took some liberties here and took some liberties there and you know, you know, glossed over the slaughter of, of Owen and Aunt Brew, glossed over the burning of the Jawas, glossed over you know, the killing of the younglings, all a lot of things. They a lot of the, the more violent parts of Star Wars they kind of said we just going to skip over that. We're going to stay with the main storyline. So, so in a way, this is the most PGG version of the saga you're ever going to see. And and so, for purists, yeah, they take some liberties. Yeah, they change a few things and alter history a little bit. You know, no lobot no at all, which is a shame. And um, and and they change a lot of stuff. So, yeah, if you're like saying if you if you wanted. You know, I want the exact recreation of the Star Wars saga, Legos, scene for scene, done accurately. This isn't accurate. Then you can have a problem with this. I'm sorry, you're gonna, it, 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 it just have to accept that they, they had so much time. They got to PG this down for for a kid audience, and then Luke doesn't lose a hand. Um, so so they, they take a lot of the more violent elements. Of of the of the six movies out, and that's just the way it is, and you just kind of have to accept that. Although they did keep still in Mace Windu, but they still played it for laughs, and there is a rice running gag with Jar Jar too <laughs> in this, which adults will appreciate. So that is essentially what this is—just a retelling. It, it, I always find these move, move these shows movies kind of cool because they actually are using all legitimate mini-kit Lego Star Wars characters that have all been published. So any one of these ones you see, you can somewhere find an exact mini-kit of these characters, So uh, mini-fig. So that is kind of cool that they exist. Uh, Also included in this are um, free uh, trading cards. For some reason, I got mine shipped in French. I don't know why I got French cards. So hopefully you'll get English ones. So that's included as a freebie. There are no extras. There's no making of. There are no commentaries. This is what you get. For fans of LEGO Star Wars, this is nice. Uh, it, it's it's a nice little romp. It, it's full of humor. Again, if you're a purist, it will bug you. Uh, <laughs> I, I just know that. Uh, but it is cool, and it is neat to hear uh, Anthony Daniels still do the voices here for EPO. He's been doing that voice now for 40-plus years, almost. Getting up there. And, and, and always neat to hear Billy Dee do Lando, and and, and yeah, it w- would have been nice uh, if some of the other a- voice actors had done some, you know, other actors done voice work, but hey! You know, two out of one of whatever ain't bad, so you gotta, gotta settle for that. Overall, if you're a fan of Lego, it's great for any of you parents out there who are worried that, you know, some of the regular Star Wars is a little too violent and a little too harsh and stuff. Well then, there you go. Here's a a PG down Lego version of the saga if your kids really want to see it. So, yeah, it, you know, so it, it is the most PGG version of the, of the I've ever seen. So keep that in mind. But it, it was fun to watch and and some good little bits of humor in this as well. So that is my take of Lego Star Wars droid tales on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment.
1: There's a man who leads a life of danger For everyone he meets, he saves a shelter Well, with every move he makes, every chance he takes, Well, I'll tell you what, let's see tomorrow Hey, secret agent man, secret agent Give a number Let take away your name Well, pretty faces that you'll find A pretty face can hide And be on my heart I'll be careful what you say Or you'll be your second way well, I'll tell you only see tomorrow. Hey, secret agent man, secret agent man. Oh, he's giving you a number. Well, let it take away your Secret Agent. Whoa, Steven. We're
0: leading state of the way of Secret Agent Man. My TV show on DVD Review for this episode is Turn. Washington Spies: The Complete Second Season, courtesy of Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. Now, again, this is the second season of the Turn Washington Spies show, and I have to admit, on AMC, I, I love the theme song for the show. They, they slightly changed it uh, season two, but but still kept it. The, the the changes actually made the show better. Unlike Leftovers, where they completely rejiggered the the the, th- the theme song for season two and ruined it. All they did for season two's theme song of Turn is just enhanced it. And I love the Hush theme song. It's one of my more favorite ones in TV today and, and really kind of sets the tone for the whole show. And even the animation really works with it. In, in this series, we pick up, we continue the adventure of, uh, of a, a small group of spies uh, from Washington as they try to make a mark in this era in history. Now, I normally, you know, on this show, I don't review a lot of American historical dramas. I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm not a big historical drama sort of dude. But I watched the first season of the show, and it just sucked me right in. And and I was really looking forward to more adventures in Season 2. Now, this is definitely a show, if you haven't watched Season 1, go ahead watch it. You can listen to my review from season one and a few episodes back. Just look through the archives here on Talkshoe. Uh look for the show notes and, and I believe probably close to maybe a year ago uh, I talked about the first Washington Sp- uh the first season of turn. Um but uh, I I did talk about the first season. I won't go too much into that. Listen to that review. But this is definitely uh, a show where it y- really helps to watch the first season. Otherwise, you really don't. You'll get lost, and, and it, there's so much character building in season one. In season two, we again follow the the the, the adventures of the Culper Spy Ring, um, uh, run by Abraham Woodhull, uh, played by Jamie Bell, uh, and and also and Strong, played by Heather Lind and uh, Caleb Brewster by Daniel Henshaw. They're they're the little spiring that's kind of operating here. In this season, uh, a lot of stuff from season one kind of really carries over into season two. Back again, uh, 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 as Lieutenant John Simcoe, played by Samuel Rukin, Rukin, he he is such a good villain in this series. And he really, after he kind of gets his ass handed to him, in season one, he comes back uh, with with revenge on his mind. Uh, in this story, in this season, both Abraham Woodhall and Major Hewlett, played by Burn Gorman, really kind of get in, into a, 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 a bad situation here. Both of them get captured, and 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 their fates are are in Washington's hands at, at, at one point. And we really get a, a interesting portrayal from Washington. He, he really plays a very conflicted character. Uh, great job played by Ian Kahn in, in this one. Really well done. And we also get the introduction this season to Benedict Arnold. Now, I don't know a lot about American history, but you should know that most people know that name. And so he gets introduced... In this one as well. Also, Heather Lind as Anna Strong. She is fantastic in this season, and and Megan Warner Mary Woodhall is is another well done role in in, in this. Um, there's one point w- where Major Hewlett really has to do something, which is like oh, cringeworthy in this. Now, keep in mind, this is an AMC show, much like The Walking Dead. This is not child appropriate. Uh, there are very many things that are. It's very violent, and it's it's a not not it's not for a kid's show. Um, the the, the relationship as well too between Abraham and his and his father is very strained, as well. Uh, Judge Richard Woodhall, Kevin McNally, their their relationship goes um, through some very tough times too. Also, Stephen Root, the uh, actor Stephen Root has is in this. Season for uh, a brief amount of time. I, I wish his character would have lasted longer. Honestly, I think it was really fun uh, to watch him in a period drama. And the show definitely ends in a really, a really little big cliffhanger. Like th- there's, there's a fate of 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 Abraham. I don't know where it's going to go for season three. Season three is coming out on an AMC very soon. And and I'm curious to see what befells Abraham because he he unfortunately encounters a man who, who's a very, very bad man in in this particular series. And and um yeah, Robert Rogers, Angus McFadden, and and oof, There are some tough times ahead, I think. His 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 <laughs> I don't know it, it leaves in a very sticky wicket uh, so uh, a fun show uh, as as with previous seasons the costuming and and props in this show just continually impresses me the way they can get these period pieces for special features you do get inside Washington turn spies. this is a great little feature at on the making of a little look back into the second season and and that's really cool to watch. You get deleted and extended scenes. A treacherous trio. This is a nice featurette talking about the trio of of Anna, Abraham, and Caleb, and how how, how they how they're working together. And out uh, Washington and Billy Lee, and and the and the tumultuous and the state of mind that that Washington was in during this season. Because this season, Washington for a short sure, while well, kind of loses it. In a way, and has 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 definite whew, psychological problems in, in this season. O- overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, a fun show, even if you're not into American history, and I'm I'm not really. the The, the characters really hook you, and there is a lot of intrigue and and a lot of tension, and that makes for some good drama. Uh, the one thing this is missing again is commentary. I would have loved to have seen, you know, we have a good chunk of episodes in this season, and it would have been nice to have at least commentary on maybe the the, the premiere and the last one. would have been really cool, and I hope maybe, maybe it's season three they'll do that, but none this time around. So that is my take of Turn, Washington Spies, season two on DVD, courtesy the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. wrap things up for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. Many of you keen listening people may have noticed, I don't know, my audio a little bit different for this show and for my last edition of Extra. I've switched to a new headset mic uh, because of the the death of my poor um, Zoom HD, and I have been, through the grace of my other half, been using her Victor Reader stream, but I find with with this headset it it's working a lot better and it's giving me a much clearer sound. So you let me know if this if if this makes an improvement like I think it does, because I believe it does. So I'm gonna, gonna keep with this for the time being. Also saves me some editing time as well, too, so I can go directly into Audacity with this. As always, you can touch me with a number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ on Twitter, R A M B L I N G R U S S? Tweet me, and I tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and favorites I get on Twitter, and all and that kind of thing. So also on social media. You can check me out on Facebook. Just type in "Ramble with Russell" in the Facebook search engine. You'll find me there. And and always check me social media for any cover art that I get for my videos and books that I review on this show. I generally put them there, and any kind of show updates generally go in those. Places. Of course, check out all new episodes right here in the Talhoo network. I'm show one eight four one one that is my caller ID right here in Talhoo. I encourage you to visit my main page and put any comments there. uh I always like to hear from my listeners and of course, you can check out my original website where I have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness coming up to ten in total this May. So, you can catch my original home, that's on Livson, that's HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, ramblingless, R-I-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S dot L-I-B-S-Y-N as in November, dot com. That's my original home on the internet, you can find all a good chunk of my shows right there, from May 2006 right till August 2013, and anything from August 2013 on is right here on the Talk TalkShoot Network, and you can also find all those older shows, in iTunes under the iTunes store under Podcast. Just look for me there. Coming up, future episode of the show, i got a lot of good stuff to talk about. I just got in today the Concussion movie, courtesy of Sony Home Video, starring Will Smith. I'm looking forward to checking that out, because I've heard a lot of movies, a lot of reviews about that. As well as, uh, coming up on a future episode, the movie Dawn Patrol, about Surfing and Revenge, starring... Scott uh, Eastwood and Rita Wilson and Jeff Fahey in this movie, as well the the Disney The Lion Guard: Return of the Lion Roar, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video, where we return to the uh, to the land of the Lion King with this DVD release, as well the movie The Big Short on Blu-ray, courtesy of Paramount Home Video, and hopefully going through this week the fourth and final season of Strike Back, Cinemax Strike Back on Blu-ray, courtesy of HBO Home Entertainment. That's all coming up on future episodes of the show. Some of those on next week's show. We'll see what I can get through during this week. Well, that's it for this episode, and we'll catch you next time right here on Rambo with Russell. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.